This is Ryan watching the movie where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. On balls of Malabriard. Watching the Grabian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches the Movie. This is episode number 233. My name is Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How are you, Kevin? Doing pretty good. We're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? Good. What movie do we have you watch this week? Identity. Identity. What? This is from 2003. Picked this in honor of Logan coming out this week. Same director, James Mangold. Oh, that's not good. Mangold mm-hmm. coming at you. I didn't know that. Well, but he... We'll go through his filmography later. <laughs> I think this is probably the worst of his, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm not... I don't remember his whole filmography off the top of my head. But anyway, I have a synopsis here. Stranded at a desolate Nevada motel during a nasty rainstorm, 10 strangers become acquainted with each other when they realize that they're being killed off one by one. Ryan, tell us a little bit about identity. Well, uh, there's a killer slash wise homicidal maniac slash mental version that is eventual execution. And during this movie, uh, the, the doctor tries to convince the judge and everyone else of that this guy had multiple personalities. And the killer, more killer personality, was long killed off because I can't really say without giving it away. Just give it away. It's from 2003. Nobody cares. Because these people all turn out to be personalities of this guy, and he's given a drug. That makes them interact with each other and potentially kill each other off. So I'm not really sure how that is supposed to make him not a killer if his multiple personalities in the movie are killing people all the time. Um. Anyway, there's a hotel... And one night during a rainstorm, these ten people are split into various teams of two or three people. And they all meet up at this hotel. Because it's raining so bad, they can't, they're flooded in, basically. And one by one, they end up dying. And they spend the entire movie trying to figure it out. Well, after you find out this guy has multiple personalities, and this whole thing was dropped up a few years ago, you find out that looking in the movie was actually the guy, and he killed everyone in the hotel area where they all met up one by one and the kids fucked up and it turns out that the guy obviously has moral personality 
And no one lives happily ever after. <laughs> Did you say no one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the twist is that everybody in this is a personality, right? Isn't that the yeah. twist? So each person at the hotel, each of the 10 people, is a personality. And part of this uh, drug, I guess, was to eliminate all the personalities so that just his main personality is left. Right, but correct. But the problem is, one of those personalities is a killer, and yeah. so the killer is also killing off personalities. Correct. That are real people. And the tr- the ki- they're not. No, they're not real people. They're just personalities. Yeah, and they'll meet up with these other, and then meet up with other real people. Right. So. Is John Cusack the main, he's the main personality? Well, yeah, until he find out the little kid all along. Yeah, but is, was the little kid the killer? He killed a manipate at the end. And there were other flashbacks where he was seen being involved in other murders. Okay, so he was the killer. So John Cusack was the main personality, and then the kid was the the serial killer personality, and and he killed off all the other ones, including Ray Liotta, Amanda Peet, John Hawks, Alfred Molina, Clay Duvall. And it's funny because uh, Gary Beef's kid, Jake, plays another personality who is a killer, but he is. A prisoner, or so you think of really illness, who you think during that term he is a cop, but then it turns out he is also a killer. <laughs> and he <laughs> killed the cop that was transporting him and Jake Beasley. And that's how they ended up together. So, hmm. I, like, I've, I don't really remember this movie all that much, except for, like, I vaguely remember the twist. But it, it seems to be a lot more serial killers than what I remembered. I thought there was one. <laughs> it sounds like everyone's a killer. Yeah, it just sounds like Pretty they're much. all murderers. Pretty and- much. I think they're, that's part of the... Like, they'll have something pretty wrong or pretty hidden with their each individual personality. So, you think so? The whole plan is to use this drug to kill off these personalities, and in the hopes that you kill the serial killer personality. But that makes it difficult when there's like seven out of ten of them for serial killers. Yeah. Yeah, but then, then you. You try to make the personalities kill each other, and they end up killing other people. So you just end up making them all kill And that's, yes, that's part of our problem. Okay, so, so normal people, real people, did get murdered. Well, I, I assume they're real people. You, out of all these people being murdered, a, a handful of them had to be real, you know? You gotta have there's I I see you gotta there's some some real people thrown in there. My whole thing is, but are they all killed by the kid? <laughs> exactly. Is the kid behind it? 
all. I need it to, I need like a an Excel spreadsheet of who killed who. I need you know, a what's fucking, the tallies for each one? I need a password. <laughs> yeah, what's the percentages here? Like how many did John Cusack kill? Uh the kid, how many did he kill? But also, like, do we even know if you know, like like Ryan said, uh like Jake Busey was a killer. How do we know that it wasn't actually the kid and Jake Busey got framed for it? Apparently. Because you got to think of it, you got to think of it like in a macro sense, right? It's all John Cusack. If he's the main one, it's all him and everybody else is just inside of his mind. So he's the one that's actually doing everything. Well, yeah. apparently this kid was uh, the guy, the main guy. When he was younger, which mm. I also don't fully understand. But it all have... seems like a big fucking excuse. Just to, to kill a bunch of people. To make what it make, try and make sense out of this man. Yeah, because what, what, <clears throat> so yeah, okay, it's a film and everything. You're using your imagination and whatnot. But to think of yourself like Ryan, if you were at that hotel, like you were out on, and you got flooded in there too, and you're the is so. What would you be seeing? Are you just seeing John Cusack running around with no one else around, <laughs> just like uh, like talking to people? Like what? Uh, what would you see? What would a normal person? Right, because you you wouldn't see ten other people. Exactly. That's why I hated this movie. Like when it comes to the end, and you're just like, well. You can't do that. That's not how it works. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They can they make up an excuse to basically do whatever they want. Yeah. And they just turn three, three quarters of the way through. You find out that all these people are made up, but then you have to watch another quarter of the movie knowing all these people are fake. You still watch what they do. <laughs> so it all really, really confusing. So they just turn. It's just an excuse to turn this motel into like a murder playground. Correct. So mm. what did you think uh, of this? Uh, well, I saw it before, and I thought I remembered something. Then I got to the end, and I remember why I don't remember a lot about it. Because it was confusing to you. Yes. <laughs> mm. When it when it came back to you, when it when it hit you again, that twisty at the end there. How, what was your reaction this time around? Uh, I was. I just. I think I instantly said, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> This was this was such a big movie cliche during this time because you had this was I think probably after I think this was after Sixth Sense and and I felt like that was such a similar twist and then you had of course Fight Club and High Tension and there's always that where you have that kind of that running thought in the back of your mind where you're like, if these people turn out to be figments of his imagination, <laughs> I swear to fucking God. That's that's how I feel now. Anytime I see a movie that's that could go that direction, I'm just like, don't do it. Don't you fucking do it. It's, it, it, it's like they just slap you in the face. Like at yeah, the end with that it. twist. I think wasn't wasn't that Gothica movie something similar? 
Yeah, I think so. And the others that had a similar yeah. twist too. Yeah. And you're just like, God damn it. Come See, up with something <laughs> new. Got it, me again. To me, the twist isn't very well, I fucking hate it. It's, <laughs> it's just to me it's a to toil blue sense and then might be left open. Well it's it, I agree. And I, it's funny because I feel like it's such a lazy thing to do, but it's it's also funny because I remember when High Tension came out, it was like right around this time when this was still kind of a new concept. And even in that movie, when they re- did the reveal, I was I was angry because I loved that movie up until the reveal. And I was like, why did you just do that? You just completely ruined this whole movie for me. That's how I was with the others. Because I remember the first time I saw Fight Club, and I didn't know the twist ahead of time. I was blown away by that. I was like, holy shit. Like, it blew my mind. Like, because I went back, and I was, like, thinking about all of those instances. And, of course, they have to show it in the actual movie that kind of, you know, ruins it a little bit. But but just thinking about all of those different scenarios where it was just one person. But yeah, but also, it helped being 16 at the time, being like, damn. But that was never... That was new. Yeah, well, because you weren't at that point, you know, like now, because all the films that we've seen and stuff, when they go back and do that kind of shit, it's just like, oh, that's kind of lazy. Yeah. Movies were still kind of fresh. But but I still give Fight Club a pass for it because it was, that was the one that kind of, I don't remember any movies up until that point that, that saw, that had that kind of twist. Yeah. I mean, there may have been some, but at the at that point when that movie came out, I had never seen that before. So to me, that that was like new and interesting. But then, like by the time Identity comes out, which probably Got wasn't even identity. that much later, what t- when did when did Fight Club come out? Nineteen ninety nine. So this yeah. is like four years later, and it was like already so played out, and you're just like, come on. Well, it's just because the ridiculousness of it, too. There's so many people, and you're like, man, they're dying left and right. And then they're like, oh, they were all fake. Yeah, it's like a betrayal. Like, I feel betrayed when they they come up with that because I feel like the the 90 minutes that I just spent was wasted because (laughs) this is all, like, just oh, it's all in his head. It's just his, his personalities killing each other. And it's just like, that's so lame. Well, here's the other thing. All right, um... Can we Google the runtime for Fight Club and the runtime for this? Oh, doing homework here. Second point. The runtime for. Well, this this one's 90 minutes. Identity is 90 minutes. Fight Club is 2 hours and 31 minutes. Damn. Uh, Okay, there's my point. Well, according to IMDb, Fight Club's 2 hours and 20 minutes, but. They had over two hours to develop the story. This, they just cram it on an hour and a half, mm. and by the end, you don't really give a fuck about anything but it being over. Right. Well, they're, they're very different kinds of movies, too. I mean, Fight Club is this kind of, it's a pretty broad story. I mean, it it's, it's like almost an epic. When you think about what happens in that movie and... Yeah, there's a little bit more going on. There, there's so much. There's to... so much that happens in Fight Club. Whereas this movie is basically a slasher movie. It, it's from what I remember. It pretty much entirely takes place in that motel. Yeah. Uh, so it's a pretty contained movie. 
If you stretch that into two hours, oh man, <laughs> that would get tiring. And, and it would make and it would make the big reveal even more infuriating. I'd lose my shit. True. All right. So in summation, not a big fan of identity. God no. God. I remember hating it. Uh, interestingly, yes. it does have a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that it's one of those movies, and I think the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes kind of sums it up, and it says, Identity is a film that will divide audiences. The twists of its plot will either impress or exacerbate you. And uh, I, I kind of agree with that. Like, I, I can totally see why some people would watch this movie, and once the twist occurs, they're like, oh, that's cool. But for me, I was just like, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, uh, all, why would you want to rewatch one when you already know what's going to happen? Well, that's an interesting point, too, because for this, I would never want to rewatch it after knowing where it goes. But Fight Club, on the other hand, I've rewatched that many times. Correct. And that's, that's a movie too. that I think benefits from a rewatch because going in a second time, knowing the twist, you pick up on a lot more. Yeah. Something tells me in this one you would not. No, you would, you would not because once I sort of remembered what happened, I started paying more attention to everything else. I started to compete with Okay, uh, let's talk about the director James Mangold. So he did uh, his, his debut was a movie called Heavy from 1995. I never heard. I, I never saw this, but. Um, I heard it was uh, pretty good, if it's the one I'm thinking of. They did Copland, the one with Sylvester Stallone. I remember liking that one. That was from 1997. He did Girl Interrupted, uh, Kate and Leopold. Then he did Identity. Then he did Walk the Line, which I was a big fan of at the time. I have a feeling if I went back and watched that now that I would feel differently. Yeah. Because this is, when when Walk the Line came out, at least to me, we, we didn't feel the glut of biopics. And now, after 8,700 yeah, biopics yeah. since then, it's like... Well, I, it I, seems I, like we get, we get like seven a year now. Yeah. Uh, I did 310 to Yuma, which I was a big fan of. Night and Day, which I hated. Uh, right? That's the one with that, yeah, Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. Blah. Blah. Thank you. That was so bad, that movie. Uh, then he did the Wolverine, which was the last Wolverine movie, and then no. now, now he's got Logan coming out. Wolf- the Wolverine was awesome. I don't want to hear any kind of which exacerbated one? size. Which one? Not? That was X Men Origins Wolverine. That was the first one. That was the disaster. See, I got a market beast. Well, the Wolverine, the one that came out in 2013, that was the one that took place in Japan. That one's oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, that one was really good. The one where at the end they fight that dude <laughs> on like a round cement stadium like that was direction. he fought Deadpool. That was in X Men Origins Wolverine, uh, or or their version of Deadpool, which was a travesty. <laughs> so I don't know. What do you think about James Mangold's filmography, Ryan? I'm all right with it. He's a little hit or miss. What do you think, Kevin? <laughs> I'm all right with it. He's okay. Ryan will let James Mangold do his thing. <laughs> He's not going to intervene. 
It's not going to protest. <laughs> I've only seen that. Uh, I've only seen two from Mangold, and that's Identity and Walk the Line, which I hated Identity. And I kind of feel the same way about Walk the Line. Like, I remember enjoying that when I saw it, but man, I have a really strong feeling that I went back and watched that again. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, something tells me I would just hate it now. You didn't see 310 to Yuma. That's interesting. Oh, that one I was really not. good. I think you'd like that one. I also just have no desire to go back and see Walk the Line. You oh, no, I mean? no, no, no. Like, I will never. I could almost guarantee like, you I will never watch that movie again as long as I live. No. Yeah, that's never happening. Yeah. All right, Ryan, let's go ahead and give you your drum roll. What do you give Identity? Two. Two out of ten. That's rough. For some reason, I was thinking you were going to give it like a four or something. Fuck no. The movie I watched last week was Leaps and Bounds better than this. I only gave that five. Yeah. Okay. That's a two out of ten. Uh, so what are you thinking about Logan? I'm actually really, really excited. Me too. I think, Ke- I, think, I think Kevin's pretty excited for it too. Uh, it, it looks very, very promising. It's currently, I, I really enjoyed this rated R. Yeah, it's a big thing. It's a big deal. I know that doesn't mean much to most people, but that to me that means they're not making a swear movie for teenagers. They're making it for everyone. Well, they're not making it for everyone. I mean, they're making it for adults. <laughs> they're, well, yeah, they're not making yeah. it for little kids. That's what I meant. Well, I think it's. I think it's interesting. I, th- I think that it is worth discussing the R rating because I know that some people are just like, "Well, it doesn't matter. Whatever. If it's a good movie, it doesn't matter what it's rated." But I think that for them to consciously make the decision, like we're going to make this R rated, they're basically saying, "A." There's going to be a huge, we're not going to make any, we're, we're going to make money with this movie, but it's not going to be nearly as much as if it was PG-13. Like, that's a fact. Movies yeah. that are PG-13 make a lot more money. That's why a lot of these blockbusters are PG-13. And the other thing is that it seems like it's going to be uh, much more, much more like what they actually wanted to do. Like, they're not bound by that PG-13 rating. So... Well, and I think also because they've had so many more, they've had so many Wolverines before this. That and and this is, yeah, and this is like the last one, supposedly. Like Hugh Jackman says, this is it. This is like my swan song. He took a big pay cut uh, to ensure that the movie was R-rated. Like he agreed. He told Fox, look, I will take a pay cut for this if we can just do the R-rating and do it exactly how, you know, um, how Mangold wants it to be. Because uh, he also wrote this one to james mangold so i'm i'm very excited for it like tonally like that when that first trailer dropped i was like holy crap this doesn't even it doesn't feel like a superhero movie it just it looks so wildly different than what we've seen in the past and uh i'm i'm really excited for it so it has a 93 percent right now in rotten tomatoes and that's with 167 reviews counted Watch so it. that's a huge number of views. I don't think it's going to drop much more from that. So, yeah. Also, I'm also excited. This is that little girl therapy ballpark. Yeah, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure she's gonna. She's not. She's really gonna fuck everybody up. I think in it. 
Every time I see the trailer, I, I think that that's the girl from uh, from um, Stranger Things, but it's not. Oh. It just looks like her. All right. Any final thoughts on Logan or identity? Good luck with Logan and stay away from identity. <laughs> Good luck with Logan. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that bit of advice for people. Good luck with it. Best of luck to everybody. <laughs> Turn out this weekend to go see Logan. Hope all goes well. <laughs> and for Chase uh, Manko, I'm all right with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay with what he's doing best of luck to him too <laughs> oh wonderful <laughs> alright I think that's going to do it for this week thank you so much for tuning in you can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net you can follow us on twitter at filmpulse.net at filmpulsekevin and at my legs don't work and if you have a minute take a look at our patreon page patreon.com slash filmpulse is the address consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber for just a dollar a month for Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes. My name is Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. See you later.